From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up Presents the Sunday Sprint. And joining us from Charleston, South Carolina, as always, is the one and only Luke Morrow. Good morning, Luke. Good morning. Um, I have a question for you to start off today's show. Sure. Will the Detroit Lions get their first win today? Man, I mean, they stand a good chance. I like them just in terms of the point spread, even with Ben Roethlisberger. I thought they could keep this game close. Now you take out Roethlisberger. On paper, you like to think so. My question is, how big of a difference is there for the Steelers at this point when you take out Roethlisberger? Because for the majority of really the last season and a half here, he hasn't been all that great. With that said, if ever there was a chance for the Lions, but I'll tell you this, I predicted the Lions to get their first win twice on my show, and it led to their two biggest losses this year. So uh, if I say they're going to win today, they're going to get blown out. So for, for the Lions' sake, I'm going to say that they don't win in hopes that they actually do. Um, I'll say this. Uh, it's not like you're putting in a quarterback that hasn't been there before, like a P.J. Walker for the Panthers. You are looking at somebody in Mason Rudolph who's gotten a ton of reps. So they do have that to their advantage, the Steelers do, and I think that could be the biggest inhibitor for the Lions. Yes, you haven't had a chance to game plan for um, Mason Rudolph, but, um, you know, he's, he's a known quantity, and I think at this point some NFL teams probably in the back of their minds have game plans for backup quarterbacks now that we're in the COVID time. So I think that's an advantage for the Steelers, and I think it's a disadvantage for the, uh, for the Lions, even though this is on very short notice. And kudos to Big Ben, by the way, who turned himself in after feeling symptoms. That's how you do it. You take responsibility for yourself and the people around you. Yes, certainly. Uh, I don't know how good Mason Rudolph is, but like I said, I don't know how big of a drop-off it is going to be from Roethlisberger. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. And otherwise, we could be looking eventually here in two weeks at an 0-10 Lions team on Thanksgiving, which I'm sure will make everybody's holiday. Well, I, I, it's funny you mention that. I was just looking up who they face on Thanksgiving Day. Um, have you taken a peek at this? Uh, isn't it the Bears? It is. Uh, isn't that going to be interesting? <laughs> You've got two teams that have interesting quarterback situations um, come Thanksgiving Day, potentially. So Yes, nothing like uh, starting your Thanksgiving with the Bears-Lions with a combined three wins. Looking forward to it. Yeah, have fun with that one. Okay, Jets-Bills today, also known as the Mike White Show. Look, there's a lot of pressure on Mike White. This is this could be one and done. It depends how good Zach Wilson recovers. Could be one and done, or could be an epic quarterback controversy for the, for the ages when it comes to the, to the New York tabloids. The way that I look at this game is that the Buffalo Bills got shocked last week by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it looked like the Jags' defense was like the 84 Bears, 86 Bears, whatever that famed defense was, 85. Um, the bottom line here is that the Jets' defense continues to have holes in the secondary and over the middle. That is where the Jets' defense can be exploited. And if Josh Allen can get his act together, this could be a long day for the Jets, forcing them into a shootout, which I don't think they want to do against Mike White. Yet, Luke, 
we've said all year that we didn't think that this would be the same Bills team, and there has been a drop-off in performance. I think the Jets have a really viable chance to win this game. I would not be surprised if they win it, and they win it convincingly, but I think if it gets into a high-scoring game, that's not a good sign because it shows that the Jets' defense has spent too much time out on the playing field. Yeah, this is a good test for Mike White because for Buffalo, they've been a little up and down this year, but defensively they've allowed the fewest points in the league. They've only given up 20 combined points the last two weeks, granted against uh, not very good offenses, but in, you know we'll see about Mike White today. So this is a good test for, for Mike White against the Bills, and I do agree with you about this Buffalo team. There were some concerns coming in, and so far midway through the season, they haven't really answered those concerns for me. Uh, they don't have much of a run game. The offensive line isn't all that great, and it's really just Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs is the whole offense when he has to run around and try to make plays. That's why he had four turnovers last week against the Jaguars because they were able to you know, pressure him, get after him. He had no run game to rely on. So there's still a lot of questions about this Bills offense, and um, I think they're a very team that should want to avoid these types of shootouts because I just don't trust that offense right now uh, like we saw from a year ago. So I know this number, right, the Bills are a big favorite, but look out if Mike White plays like he has so far. Uh, the Jets certainly at home could hang in there with Buffalo, but I'm curious to see how he does against that defense. My game to watch golf during is your Vikings against the Chargers just because I think that this is one of the more lopsided games. I, I think the Chargers are going to win this game convincingly in a 42-10 to 10 type fashion. Why am I wrong? Well, the Chargers have the worst rush defense in the league. Uh, so for the Vikings, we know that they love to run the football. And you have Dalvin Cook, who had his own interesting week, but I imagine will come out and I would expect him to play well. I certainly hope so. So an opportunity for Dalvin Cook in that running game to get loose a little bit against this Chargers defense and uh, allow Minnesota to be able to do some things. Plus, you know, you are on the road. It's a long trip, but how good of a home field advantage do the, the Chargers have? Uh, the Vikings do have a good fan base uh, that could represent them well today. And for the Chargers, they're another one similar to the Bills that aren't quite as good as at least I was anticipating. I know they're 5-3, and three, but uh, after getting blown out a couple of weeks ago, they haven't been playing all that great these last couple of weeks. So uh, I'm looking for the Chargers to still kick it into high gear, kind of like they started the season playing. They haven't been as good the, the last, second month as they were the first month. And for having a defensive head coach, that defense hasn't been good enough. Like I said, worse in the league against the run. That's not good. That's how you keep Justin Herbert off the field. So uh, I do think the Vikings will hang in there. Um, certainly a winnable game for them on the road. And the Chargers uh, are a team that start, have to start putting things back together after uh, the way they started the season. Nope. Nope. Yeah, you see a blowout? I see an absolute blowout, and here's why. When you have to spend more time talking to your lawyers uh, than you do um, – practicing and getting ready for the game, that's not a good sign. And Dalvin Cook, I, you would know this being a fan of the Vikings. What's the drop-off, no Dalvin Cook, with Dalvin Cook? It's got to be, I, I, I would imagine it's been a pretty dramatic ratio. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Alex Madison, the backup, has done well. It, it kind of just depends on the matchup. And uh, this is a matchup in which you could be able to run the football. But to your point, and this is nothing new for the Vikings, it's a different week. Or different week, same issues, different players. Point being, they have, I think it's six guys out with COVID this week. You have the Dalvin Cook drama as well. So once again, there is a lot of noise around this team, which is nothing new for this organization. No. But we'll see how they come out and respond today. 
yeah, not not very good. Um, let's go to Monday night for a second because the Rams lose Robert Woods with a season-ending torn ACL. They trade for Odell Beckham. That's uh, right. They uh, uh, they they sign Odell Beckham. He chooses to go to the Rams. I had some people, not sources, but I'm just saying friends, think that nobody would want Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I don't think we've talked since this deal was done. What's your thoughts about Odell Beckham and his fit with the Rams, which I have to imagine has changed since this Robert Woods news has come out? Yeah, that's the difference for me. Initially, I didn't like the move. Um, I wouldn't want to take that... I guess, like, chance or risk to possibly disrupt my locker room. He already had Cooper Cup. He had Robert Woods. It wasn't like the Rams are hurt for offense. Their offense has been fine. So I didn't. Well, I wouldn't want to disrupt things with OBJ who comes in there. And who knows, maybe he'd be third in targets behind those two others. And how would he respond even if the team is winning in terms of not getting the football thrown his way? Um, but that changed for me with the Robert Woods news. And then, you know, it's like, okay, well, now – this does kind of work out. He can be that Robert Woods. He can be that number two receiver, get enough targets, have a, a big impact for this team. So with the Robert Woods news, uh, I like the fit better. Prior to that, for the Rams, really most teams, I would be very weary of adding OBJ. He's not the same guy that he was early on in his career. And then on top of it, just the dynamic. Um, we talked about which team he should go to, and it would have to be a team that has good structure. I do think you could get that with the Rams, with McVay and Stafford, veteran quarterback, a coach who's at least been to the Super Bowl. He's got that team humming along. Um, but I still worry for any team adding him to the locker room and uh, how things may go and then how he may respond and how that could disrupt the team that's already, you know, 7-2. and two, Not It wasn't like they're desperate to add more offense. So uh, we'll see how it works out. I like the addition more now without Robert Woods. I love this fit because as somebody who will not be on the field at any time for the Rams in the history of the Los Angeles Rams time having Odell Beckham Jr. on the roster, and that is LeBron James. I believe that LeBron is the X factor here. I believe that LeBron is somebody who can keep, o, uh, can keep OBJ focused, can keep him having good relationships in the locker room. Um, you saw the tweets to free OBJ and then the eventual praising of the signing. I think LeBron James is a huge part. Luke, you and I have talked about this off air. What LeBron has been able to do in this TMZ climate for celebrity, to never get in trouble, never end up on the wrong side of an issue, when the most controversial thing you've ever done is, you know, the whole 2010 decision to, to to head to Miami, when that's the most controversial thing you have ever done, and you have been able to live in the spotlight now for, you know, nearly 20 plus years, I really believe that LeBron is the X factor here. I know this may sound crazy to folks, but I truly believe it. You know, it's um, it could be a good spot for him in that sense. OBJ, obviously, you know, is a star, celebrity, all that sort of stuff. You'd rather be in L.A. than Cleveland. His girlfriend's in L.A. LeBron is there, as he said. So you could have, like, a good support cast or just surrounding or be in a good area. But also, plenty of distractions as well. So we'll see how uh, how it all works out and how it all plays out in the next couple of weeks. Um, but certainly, there's uh, that's a move that you make with, uh, I would imagine, some sort of concern. And 
just the last point is all the defensive guys were talking about recruiting him for the Rams, but you didn't really hear anything from the offensive guys because, you know, when you add a receiver like that who wants the football, I don't know how well that plays for some of the other guys on offense as well. So we'll see how it, how it plays out for the Rams. Uh, you certainly don't want to disrupt uh, uh, what you already have, you know, a good thing. But those comments were made or lack of comments were made prior to the Robert Woods injury. So that that is true as all that, that is true as well. Yes, that yeah, that changed uh, everything for the yes. race. Um, just a thought about Jimmy G and the 49ers, who are the opponents in this game, um, who are probably going to get two percent of the attention. Um, but it's an interesting situation that the Niners are in, and what kind of has gone wrong with Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, um, I mean they need to win this game. This is kind of their season. If not, I think you talk about Trey Lance, you know, running the rookie yeah. out there, see what you have in him. And- try to move on from Garoppolo, he'd be 3-6 and six at that point. They've lost 11 of their last 12 at home. They're home Monday night. They've lost 11 out of 12. Uh, that's, I mean, that's Lions territory. Uh, Shanahan's on pace to have four losing seasons in five years. The offense hasn't been good enough this year. The one saving grace is that Shanahan has done really well against McVay. He's won four straight against McVay despite being the underdog and therefore theoretically the lesser team in three of those four games. So I kind of like San Francisco in this game. Monday night, you know, OBJ's just getting added, no Robert Woods, and for San Fran, you're at home, season's kind of on the line, Shanahan's done well against McVay, they're backed into a corner, I think they come out swinging tomorrow night, I think I like San Francisco actually in an upset in this game, but boy, do they need to win it. Same conference, uh, sorry, different conference, same uh, geographic territory, is this a must win for the Chiefs tonight? I think so, I mean, if nothing else, just to kind of make everyone feel better about that team yeah uh, it's very weird they've not been the same since the foot injury to Patrick Mahomes in last year's playoffs yeah this is uh they're similar to the 49ers this year in that um in the offense it's just it's it's not working they need to make some uh, adjustments and they go up against the Raiders team now it's on the road I don't know how tough of a home field advantage they will be in Las Vegas um obviously Sunday Night Football but it's an important game for the division. The Raiders' defense is solid. It's not great, so it's an opportunity for Mahomes to try to get loose. But on the flip side, you know, the Raiders, outside of last week against the, the Giants, will look to bounce back. Uh, but their offense has been really good, and the Chiefs' defense has not. So uh, this isn't a, some sort of easy game. It's a tough matchup for Kansas City. And, and Mahomes, who was described as being, quote-unquote, broken earlier this week by some talking heads, needs to go out there and, and play well on Sunday Night Football. But there's a, there's a lot of things that have gone into this uh, offensive struggles for Kansas City, and it's been surprising to see. Pick the fifth game, Luke. Fifth game. What do we got today? Oh, well, you know what? Um, the first one that just jumps out uh, to me is Seahawks-Packers. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, both coming off uh, a layoff here for various reasons. We got snow right now at Lambeau Field. I'm curious to see which quarterback returns in better shape today in that one. I would think it would be Russell Wilson, considering he was going through pregame warm-ups, what, last week, the week before? Uh, he didn't have a ball, but he was working out, like, you know, his feet. I have no idea what kind of state Aaron Rodgers is in. Um, I mean, that's my first thought. You try to run the two-minute offense or something, you know, if you end up in a close game, or a lot of these snow games or, or, or really cold games end up close, who knows what kind of cardiac, and I'm not trying to say he's got some kind of medical condition. Please don't take this out of context, folks. But what I'm just saying is you can tell when guys have gotten themselves in football shape and, and when they've gotten themselves in uh, 
Oh God, what's that phrase? Beach body shape, beach, <laughs> beach abs, whatever that phrase is. You can tell when people are fit for regular life and then are fit for the sport that they play. I don't know what kind of shape Aaron Rodgers is in. I know what kind of shape Russell Wilson is in. Yeah, well, and it's a fair question because Cam Newton, when he came back last year from COVID, even though even when you don't have these serious symptoms, right? Cam Newton came back, wasn't the same quarterback afterwards. Even Lamar coming back, it took him a few weeks. Uh, in the NBA, I think it was Jason Tatum last yep. year, who uh, so one of the guys in the Celtics, I believe, it was Tatum. Yep. Uh, maybe Jason Brown. All right, one of them came back, and they were not the same after COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, it, he needed an he needed to take an inhaler. Jason Tatum did before every single game last year. He never had asthma or any kind of breathing issue prior to COVID. Right, so you just don't know. Even if you don't have the most severe symptoms, I mean, this is the type of virus it is that can affect your your lungs and all that. So for Rodgers, you know, the reason why he wasn't available until yesterday wasn't because of his symptoms. They had to put him through all these tests to make sure, uh, from like a cardiac perspective, that he's uh, he's okay. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I, he's a talented enough quarterback that he could not practice for two weeks, and I think be okay from that standpoint. But I'm very curious to see which quarterback. For Russell Wilson, he said he still doesn't have feeling in that finger right now, and that's on his throwing hand. So, you know, I'm not an NFL quarterback, but I do think that could be a little odd if you can't <laughs> feel at least one of your fingers on the football, um, plus with the snow. So I- I'm just curious to see how those two Hall of Fame quarterbacks look today in their return to the lineup against one another. Luke, we're getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. I know. It's okay. We'll be back next week for another edition of the Sunday Sprint. Okay, good. Okay. Um, in, in the meantime, what's your game of the weekend? Uh, you know, I, that's a good question. There's, I, there's not one that... Yeah. Now, uh, I'm going to say, um, I'll say Monday Night Football. I'm sure we'll get the debut of OBJ, Rams, Niners, Niners needing a win, two supposed to be good teams. Yeah, I, I'll go with that one. Luke, this is an obvious one. Uh-huh. It's the Mike White Show. Oh, of course. It's the Mike White Show. Need I say more? No. Your sleeper game. Since we didn't talk about it, I'll say Browns-Patriots. I'm curious to see Baker on the road against Belichick without his running backs. Played well last week without OBJ, but this is a much tougher test against Belichick in New England. Two, five, and four teams will go Browns-Patriots. That's a good one. I got Saints-Titans. Just yeah, curious to see how long the Titans can keep this rolling. Going to be very interesting. Your game to watch golf during, I, I gave you mine for the Hewlett-Packard Enterprise Houston Open and the Pelican Women's LPGA Championship. Um, you know, it's it's your Vikings. Uh, where do you go? Um, I'm not going to say Lions-Steelers because maybe the Lions do get their first <laughs> win of the year, and that would interest me. I'll go... Um, uh, I guess I'll say Eagles-Broncos from the sense of the Broncos are only one-point favorite. It may be a good game. It's just boring to me. Those are two boring teams. Jalen Hurts, Teddy Bridgewater, neither one should be a you know franchise quarterback. So I'll just say Eagles-Broncos. Your, uh, the segment Luke, the pick Luke never preps for, the person or player to watch today. Yeah, I always go chalk, so uh, I might as well do the same and say the quarterbacks we were just talking about, which one will be better today? Russell Wilson coming off that finger injury, Aaron Rodgers coming off COVID. Uh, The Seahawks have more to lose today than Green Bay, but curious just to see which one plays better in that matchup. Mike LaFleur. 
brother of Matt, Jets offensive coordinator. He's been able to run the offense that he wanted to run with Zach Wilson with Mike White. Can he keep it wide open as it's been? That's what I'm curious about. Yes. Can't wait to see. And that's that, Luke. All right. Looking forward to the games. Enjoy your football Sunday and Monday, and enjoy yours, everybody. Have a great weekend.